Welcome everyone to Bringing Kids Home, a TPHC foster care and adoption production. I'm Kristen, TPHC's Executive Outreach Manager. We are excited you are joining us today for a special episode about the Ministry of Serving Children through TBHC. We want you to hear how you can make a difference in a child's life. Today's podcast is sponsored by Jody Matting of Edward Jones. Jody Matting believes that making a positive impact to improve the lives of his clients will better our communities and society. You can find Jody Matting on edwardjones.com. We are grateful to Jody Madding at Edward Jones for supporting today's stories. Now stick around and hear about ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help bring kids home. Hi, this is Laurie Henthorn. I'm the Donor Engagement Manager at TBHC Foster Care and Adoption. Today we have Cashley Fox, who is our Adoption Supervisor, with us. Hi, Cashley. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to talk to you today. Um, Ashley, um, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been with TBHC and what did you do before you came here? So um, I've been working with TBHC for a little over three years now. Um, I started off as the adoption case manager, but now I'm the adoption supervisor. And so I've had the privilege of helping children get matched with families and speaking with expectant mothers. And it's just been really great. Um, Before working for TBHC, I was actually an assistant behavior technician for kids with autism, and I would do one-on-one ABA therapy with the kids, and I helped kids ranging from ages anywhere from 2 to 12 years old, and so I worked there for about two and a half years before um, moving to Waxahachie and starting my team here at TBHC. That is awesome. Uh, Sounds like whatever you do, you're making a difference in someone's life. I love that. So I understand you love traveling. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So something I love to do for fun is to travel. Um, That's just anywhere. One one place in particular, I really enjoy going to Nicaragua. I um, have done lots of medical mission trips there. And so it's just really neat to be able to travel to another country and just to see um, different people and help different people in a, a way where they are greatly appreciated. And um, we've done BBS with the kids. We've um, provided medical attention to some of the children and families there. And so I really love traveling, whether that's a mission trip or just for fun. But, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I was not expecting you to say Nicaragua. That's, that's really <laughs> cool that you've been there and, uh, again, making a difference in some lives. Um, so today we are going to talk about um, the different types of adoption that, that you've uh, helped with. We have private infant adoption, matched adoptions, and kinship adoptions. And today we're just going to talk about the private infant and the matched adoptions and and kind of let our listeners know a little bit about those and and some of the differences and and how they can make a difference in a child's life. So let's start with um, private adoption, kind of explain how that works and um, maybe tell us a little bit about um, a special one that you've, you've worked with. Yeah, so I'm really grateful to have such a special program here at TBHC, um, which is our private infant program. And this program is really neat because it allows TBHC to work with expectant mothers who want to make a loving choice and place their baby for adoption. Um, We also get to work with adoptive parents and different pregnancy centers around the area. Um, There are certain requirements that our families have to meet, um, but we do try to keep a number of 10 families in waiting. And so during that waiting period, 
we offer trainings for the families. And so we'll be able to meet with them quarterly while they are waiting for a placement. And so that they're fully prepared um, for that when they do get it, receive a placement, they are ready for that. Um, we want them to feel supported um, throughout the way and throughout their journey. In our private infant program, we do speak with expectant mothers from different pregnancy centers who are interested in learning more about adoption and wanting to create a plan. A neat thing about our program is that we do complete three different types of adoptions. We offer open, semi-open, and closed adoptions. And that is just depending on what the expectant mother wants to pursue and what the adoptive parents want to pursue. So um, they have an option of what they want to pick. And we want them to know that this is their story. This is their journey. And so we're just here to support them and help guide them along the way. Um, once an expectant mother does decide that she wants to create a plan with TBHC, we are able to provide resources for her. Um, we can help with housing if she's needing housing. We do have um, a house on our Waxahachie campus called Alba's Heart Home, and it houses up to three expectant mothers. And so if that's something she needs, we are able to do that. Um, we help with transportation to medical appointments. So if she needs someone to take her to those appointments, we'll be able to go and help support her through those. Um, we also can help with any financial needs that um, she might have and just things like that. But once she decides that um, she wants to make a plan, she can choose a family that she wants. And um, once the family is selected, they, depending on what adoption she, what type of adoption she wants to have, they can meet for the first time. And it's just really special when families have a match meeting, they get to meet the expectant mother and just hear all about her and learn more about her. And um, when she has the baby, she signs her rights away after 48 hours, and then the baby can be placed with the adoptive parents that she selected and then live with them for at least six months before her finalization. Um, and then after she does give birth, we help her transition into the next chapter of her life, whether that's maybe helping her find a new job or helping her find new housing. But we, we don't just want to leave her. We want her to know that she's cared for and that she has dreams and goals that we want her to reach. And so we help her transition onto that new life. Wow, I love that, that, that she's not just a vehicle to provide a child for one of our wedding families, but she's a person that is valued and, and cared for. That is, that is amazing. I love that. Um, so I know that one of your staff members works at pregnancy centers uh, or, or goes through pregnancy centers some to um, work with some of these young ladies. Do you have like a special story that stands out in your mind? Yeah, so we have um, one private infant case manager who has just recently started with us, but she has already been a part of so many different experiences, um, which is really great. And one in particular um, really stood out. This She worked with an expectant mother who was a little bit older, but um, they had a really close connection together. And when it came time for her to give birth, the expectant mother insisted that she was in the room with her mm -hmm. and that the adoptive mom was in the room with her as she gave birth. And so this case manager was able to experience such um, a beautiful thing, a beautiful baby girl come into the world with um, people surrounded, um, that people surrounding her that loved her. Um, and she was able to hold the baby. Um, she was able to be there with the birth mom and the adoptive parents and just um, have that special time with them. And so 
it was just a really neat experience for her. And I've also been a part of a lot of different special moments too, um, but also some really tough moments as well. But in each of their stories, I'm just reminded that God is good and everything happens for a reason. And one story that particularly stuck with me is that I worked with a really young expectant mother and she came to us um, thinking she was only going to have one baby, but we later found out that she was going to have two. Oh, wow. Um, so it was pretty crazy, but um, also exciting at the same time. And um, she also knew that she wanted to have an open adoption and she wanted to be a part of her baby's lives even after she gave birth to them. And so we were able to match her with one of our families who wanted the same thing. And um, she ended up giving birth earlier than we all expected, but we were fully prepared and um, the kids were born healthy. They did have to stay in the NICU for a little bit, but they grew strong and were able to go with their family um, after a few days. And so they stayed with that family for six months and they finalized their adoption. And still to this day, that family is in contact with the birth mom. And it's just really special because she's able to see her babies. Um, grow up. They go. I know that they go to parks sometimes, and she's able to play with them. And so it's just really neat to be a part of a small part of um, their stories. And oh, yeah. it's just a reminder of why moments like that um, is what why moments like that is why I do what I do. Absolutely, that is so cool. I love that. Um. So, so that covers our private infant adoption, and then. Let's talk a little about how matched adoptions work. Can you explain that to us? Yes. So our match adopt program allows us to have a part in matching our families with kids from the foster care system in Texas mm -hmm. whose parents' rights have already been terminated. And so um, when TVHC receives information about a child, we forward it on to the families in waiting who are interested. And um, if they're interested, we reach out to the CPS worker and the CPS worker will review all of our families that are interested in that one child, and they'll be able to select um, the one that they would like to hear more about. And so when our family does get selected, TBHC will represent them in front of CPS. Mm -hmm. And if CPS selects our family as a match, then our family will be able to have at least three visits with the child before actual placement. And so, um, once place once those visits go well, the child is able to move into their home for at least six months um, before finalizing. And so during during those six months, that's when TBHC case managers will go out and speak with the child and the family about adoption and make sure they understand um, what adoption means and if they have any questions, we're there to answer those. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah, can you think of a specific um, matched adoption that has it kind of stands out in your mind that you work with? Yeah, we um, actually had a family who already had three biological children, but they knew in their hearts that they wanted to pursue a sibling group, um, an older sibling group. And so that was really neat. And so we actually got um, two sweet kids come through um, CPS and we had this family that was really interested in them. And so they ended up being a match and they were placed with this family. They connected really well with their biological children and they lived with them for six months. And once they were adopted, there was so many friends and family members that came to the courthouse. It was just really such a special time and a time of celebration where this brother and sister 
um, just was adopted into their forever family. And now that family is a family of seven. And so oh, wow. they awesome. have a lot of kiddos, but um, they love all of them. So it's really special. Um, so like if we have a, a listener out there um, today joining us that might be interested in a matched adoption, can you kind of tell them a little bit about what to expect, like what obstacles they might face, difficulties, what the biggest need, age, age range, you know, wise there is, and maybe how long the process can take. Uh, let's talk about cost versus a private infant adoption and just kind of cover some of those things for us. Yeah, so I would say any families out there who are interested in adoption, I would just encourage them to open their hearts, um, to step out of their comfort zone and expect an opportunity that will change them for the rest of their lives, but in a good way. Um, it's just an opportunity to share the gospel with children who have been through an extreme amount of trauma. Um, expect hard days, but also remember that God didn't give up on us, and so we shouldn't give up on a child in care. And so sometimes it just takes um, listening for a child to know that they're loved and heard. Um, I think there's always going to be obstacles in life, but no matter um, what you're pursuing, I would just say that the family is pursuing adoption. Some obstacles they might face is the waiting process um, and then finding ways to help their children with certain behaviors that they have. But just like any obstacles, they might challenge you, but they only make you stronger in the end. Um, I would say one of the biggest needs, like you said, it, right now is finding families who um, can open their hearts to adopting older children. There is a need for a lot of older children um, with a lot of different behaviors, and we just need families who are patient and understanding and are willing to take a leap of faith and open their homes to those um, teenagers who have never experienced a family that loved them. And so... Um, but that's why it's so important for whoever's listening to know that anyone can make a positive difference in the lives of these kids by either opening their home to adopting older kids, by um, praying for them, or just reaching out to the public. And we just hope that people understand that the work they're doing outside our agency really does make a difference. And God always works it out to where um, people will be heard by others. And so um, we hope that families and see the need for these older teens that um, they haven't experienced a forever family. And that's that's all they've been wanting. So some of these kids have been in care since they have been really little. And so they've just been moving from home to home. But they need um, a stable family and someone who is just patient with them. Right. Oh, gosh, that's, that just sounds like such an important way that that people can minister to these kids. That's very impactful. Um, well, Ashley, thank you for visiting with us today and letting us hear a little bit about what you do. But um, I know you must sleep well at night knowing that you're, you're impacting lives like, like you are. So anyway, thank you for what you do here. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can contact us through our email podcast at tbhc.org. That's podcast at tbhc.org. Leave us a comment, recommend a guest to our show, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information, check out our website, 
tbhc.org and discover how you can participate in bringing kids home.